0: Welcome to uh, another set of interviews for Mama Legends Project. I'd like to introduce you to candidate number 51, (laughs) Jane Marshall. Welcome Jane. Thank you Robin. Could we begin by you telling us how you came to be involved in drama and education? Uh, Through
1: school I always wanted to be a teacher so for uh, work experience in year 10 I did some teaching in a primary school you know, just going along and enjoying that and then I didn't really know what I wanted to do after school but I thought it would be teaching so I went to Melbourne State College and I did drama and history and legal studies just because I had visions of saving the world, a legal background would be helpful, Um, but I didn't find any of that particularly enjoyable, the drama or the history. I liked it as a study, but I couldn't see myself doing it. I loved doing drama. I had a great time at Melbourne State and there were so many amazing people there and opportunities, but it wasn't really until I got to teaching rounds and I was teaching history and drama and, I think it was in the drama classroom that I felt there were connections, connections between the kids, connections between me and the kids and it was very different than the other subjects so and from there I've just enjoyed it and I didn't teach history very long <laughs> um, and I remember my first year I had Australian history and I think We had a meeting during the year to check sort of where everybody was up to and everybody else was like at Federation or miles ahead and I was still back because I had the kids as convicts (laughs) under the tables and we were imagining what it was like coming out so yeah I don't think it was really my area.
0: it wasn't meant to be. No, no. Yeah. yeah. Mind you their understanding of the history would have been probably far more thorough I think they knew about convicts That one, I think we zipped through everything else to catch up. Mm-hmm. Why not? Um, some of the changes that you've witnessed during your time working in drama and theatre in education.
1: I think changes, when I first started drama was group two. So I think there's been a change from being on the fringe of a curriculum to being embedded and to being part of a curriculum. I think that's a really big change. I I think unfortunately it's swinging back that direction Mm. again a bit more which uh, that makes me very sad and very worried about it as a subject. I think other changes would be the the actual standard of work of kids, what children devise now and the way they perform I think is really different and a huge change from just getting up and creating a play to making comments or political comments social comments mm. doing whatever yes. um i think other change is probably technology and production oh yeah <laughs> so as much as probably every classroom still has and i love my black boxes you know well i think they're. Been painted 400 different colours. I think they're <laughs> just getting bigger each year. But I think we still have that, but that other use of production, you know, those, and that stagecraft element that kids have, kids explore now. And mm. they're, they're so hands on with it all. It's quite second nature for them to include any sort of production now. I think that's a huge change.
0: Yes, it is that, a huge change. And it's also wonderful that there is that practical aspect of work in the course yeah. as well, seeing kids interface with just, as you say, hands-on yeah. elements of what the work they're doing. Yeah, yeah. And, and the fact kids see that is important. We
1: had our drama captain a few years ago who never acted at all, and Sam was a stage manager and has gone on to do that. But that was really important for kids to see that somebody could be at year 12 and be that ingrained in the drama department and the mm. theatre but without acting, you yes, know, that yes. all the production side is, is as important. As yeah.
0: important in fact the actors wouldn't really be, be doing, doing what mu- they, very yeah. much without all of the support, <laughs> That's would I, yeah, It exactly. wouldn't be much of a show. So, let's think about highs and lows in your career and it's up to you whether you want to take us to a high <laughs> first or a low first.
1: Uh, Highs, let's be positive. Um, highs, I, I think the difference that you, you know your subject makes to somebody's life. Um, I think that's huge. And I, I think that's probably a teaching thing anyway, that we always like, that we can see that sometimes there has been a change. Mm. Um, I had a student years ago, when I worked at Melbourne, the principal then, Christine was, uh, we had an extension program and lots of kids did uni maths or uni history and English. But she was very much like it should be across the board. So I had a, my normal class of Year 12 drama and we only had drama then. And she let me take theatre studies for one student as part of that extension program. And so we had a ball, just the two of us in theatre studies for the year. So it was th- their moments when you think, I've I know this has made a difference to that person's life she was able to do what she loved what she was good at and it set her up you know she's out there now doing wonderful things and so that was a real that's a real high being able to make that difference there's those little highs that you have all the time in class where something just twigs you know you you see that moment for for a child where they get it or the opposite that You know, there's quiet. I often have teachers say, you know, I've got such and such in year seven and they're really loud and whatever, they'll do drama. And I think actually they probably won't, but that quiet person over there in the corner, they'll still be with us in year 12. They'll be with you. Yeah, yeah.
0: and, And you often have teachers who come to a production and they'll say, about a student. I never see that side of that student in my classes. It's quite enlightening for them. Yeah and that's wonderful. I always
1: say like we have a lot of teachers come to our shows and give us you know that's wonderful support but there's that thing in the back of your mind where you think you are all coming along and you will see someone (laughs) that you have no idea that quiet person who has an amazing voice or can portray something and you think they're the quiet little person not talking. But like we know, and and it is that also when they say I didn't know that anything, okay, I did because that's the way they are in class. We see them like that all the time, but yes. others don't. So yes. that's lovely,
0: and we can we can encourage encourage things in students. Yeah. Probably that's one of the luxuries of our subject yeah. area, isn't yeah. it? That it's a different sort of rigour in yes. a way, yeah, yeah, and that
1: different relationship and the way you get to. And sometimes also for the rest of the class, as much as they're having a moment, they also see a person having and then their viewpoint of that child is quite different, mm. their peer. As you know, we often get the kids who can be a bit on the fringes. That's right. And so suddenly the way everybody else sees them now, or oh, it's the same after a production, everyone goes, whoa, I've seen that person do that. And,
0: Suddenly their little world is, is a bit more positive. And that yeah. sense of ensemble and collegiality, yeah. it, it's wonderful for students to experience yeah. that. Yeah. It's something that drama and theatre gives students in trumps, isn't it? Yes. And how wonderful and how lucky are we to be able yeah. to facilitate that? Yeah, yeah. yeah?
1: And to, like we've just been having interviews with kids for captain's roles and and one thing that kept coming through all the time was when children would say... I, you know I really love it because it's a really safe environment to be in or I really enjoy um it's the where I can be myself the most so that's all good
0: <laughs> yeah just thank you <laughs> a phone in the background a phone. ah oh, that's it's production it. that's it's production technology, technology for you yes yeah. um lows and sometimes you know people people find it hard to go there. But I think all of us have had moments where we get to a a low ebb. Yeah, Um, I think a low moment,
1: well, I think at the moment, I I feel like I'm back that full circle. Like I have been teaching forever in a day and I'm still fighting for curriculum time Mm. or the value of the subject. I think we often talk about it But I think this push for the ATAR this push it's where parents perhaps don't understand or we're losing that holistic approach where we're sort of just zooming in on things and when it doesn't in some people's mind feel like a tangible a subject that they can get a great result in Mm. Um, so I find that that is a low that I feel like we're back justifying or fighting for time and I think people want big productions and wonderful shows, but they forget the connect. If you haven't got strong curriculum, you aren't going to get those co-curricular things. And to me, curriculum is really important. So yes, I love doing the shows and, but if we're losing our curriculum, then that to me is a real low. Yes, yeah.
0: and I think many, many teachers in, are in the same boat with that. Yes. Um, yes. Anecdotally, yep. you know, I think people are finding it increasingly difficult out there, and also being overwhelmed by a new, new layers of administrative, yes, um, tasks and expectations that are beginning to eat into their time. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, it, ca- it it can. It's sad that it continues to be a bit of a struggle that you have yes. to stand there and yeah. defend and justify. Yeah, when as you say, on the flip side of the coin, people actively can see yes. what a fabulously um, a fabulous result you get with students. Yeah. And there is a push for that new, that learning, that style of learning, you know, flexibility, yeah. self-reliance, um, problem solving. All the things that are innate in our subject yes. are actually what people crave in their students
1: yeah and and it's what people it's what employers want it's what you know it's the buzzword creativity and resilience and problem solving and all of those things that as you say are innate they just happen in our world they just happen in our classrooms but at the end we still have this i feel pressure this point of results and people can't or don't value it enough they can talk, but when you're still fighting for time in your curriculum or mm. things are getting chipped away little by little, that's, that's when it's sad. That's when mm. you
0: get sad. Yeah. Because you've worked so hard. Well, I think everybody does. <laughs> you work <Yeah>. hard. <laughs> um, Most memorable experiences, Jane? Where uh, will you take us with that?
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> tours? Carolyn, when I was at Melbourne Girls, we took our cast, we did Small Poppies as our play. Mm -hmm. And then we went down to Tasmania and toured with that. So, which was fabulous. Because as a play, so we we performed in secondary schools and then primary schools. And it was their festival down there. So we were sort of performing in the day, seeing shows at night with this wonderful small cast of, of girls. And we just, we had an absolute ball. And we never knew at each booking where we were performing. So we would perform sometimes in a school with beautiful theatres and then other times we turned up to schools and one place we turned up and they said, oh, you're performing in the local hall. And we were like, that's fine. And we got there and it was full. It had a complete set and they were the local amateur group were clearly in the middle of production and we were performing in the day and they said, oh, just take all their stuff off the stage. And in my head as a drama teacher, I was thinking, okay, they're taking people, so I had every child was in charge of one thing and remembering where that was so they could take it off and put it in the wings so after we performed we could all put it back. And then we drove away and I thought, oh that poor theatre company's going to turn oh. up tonight. But that was wonderful. It was great learning for the kids because they had to just turn up and be flexible to wherever they were performing and they felt like superstars because they were on tour. And um, And yet at night we were seeing all this very edgy and interesting theatre so it was really good yeah.
0: Sounds incredible. Yeah, It was
1: great fun and we took a couple of tours to New York and LA and they were really yeah that that was again really memorable because the kids it suddenly opened up this world and a lot of them went back over there afterwards and
0: and how did you make connections to those parts of the world? Were you connecting with um colleges over in America or?
1: We made a connection but most of the time was just back here working with tour companies sort of going well we'd like to go here and it was jam-packed so we we would do a workshop in the morning, the kids would have an hour or so to eat and we'd say meet us at such and such theatre and hope that they always turned up, turned up with lots of shopping, they were amazing shoppers and then we would see a matinee performance and we'd have a dinner then we'd see an evening show so they were doing three things a day and, and wonderful things like we did a workshop one morning with Gavin Creel who was a vocal um, workshop with him and he was performing in Hair yeah. and then that night we all went to Hair and you know at the end and they invite the audience up and they all came down and got our kids who got up on stage and you know they were a bit like we've been on stage at a Broadway show. That was How fabulous. Just wonderful, wonderful things that they remember and, and they were fabulous to travel with and you know things go wrong and you just sort of sort them out and, and you keep you going out. and
0: yeah it was good fun. Yeah I wonder if um it's a different world now isn't it? Everybody yes. is so risk adverse now. Yes. I, I yeah. wonder if those things are as possible.
1: I think you just, you just do and you there's a big element of hope and, and trust and I think the kids know you're giving up a lot yes. for them to, to do that, have that experience but yeah there were times you know the first morning coming out of the hotel and thinking okay we hadn't really thought about this there's 25 of us and we can't stay together in a group on the streets <laughs> in New York huh? lucky it's a group, and the kids were great yeah. you know they'd get the wrong way and they'd go oh we've gone west we have to turn around and go east and
0: yeah, work it that. Out. yeah. yeah, yeah. as long as they're in a little group together yeah
1: that's right no yeah no smaller than three and we that, all had phones. That conversation
0: we've just had segues really nicely into professional learning experiences what 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 professional learning experiences spring to your mind?
1: I think one of the, a really good one was going to the IDEA conference in uh, Hong Kong Mm. years ago. Two of us, Carolyn Fairley and I went over to that and we just had a ball because we we seemed to have signed up for lots of the sessions we did was either only just us or like with one other person (laughs) and then these people and we did one that had like a group of six people taking the workshop (laughs) and it was only her and I in there with these six experts it was just hilarious but we learnt and it was really fun coming back and using some of those ideas that that we had scene there and we did this one when it was just us with these six people all on multimedia and that was a time when we were really you know phones were becoming standard and um cameras and filming were becoming so much more accessible so we came back and then played around with those in classes and so productions it was a bit cutting edge yeah it was good fun i did a um we did a little sort of piece on Hanging Rock, on a picnic at Hanging Rock. And I took all the girls and they all had their white dresses and we went to Hanging Rock Fabulous. and we filmed and they had a lovely time, you know, telling me they'd lost somebody and yeah. you know, <laughs> hiding behind rocks. But then coming back and then we did the production with lots of um, white Lycra screens. So we had lots of film happening at the same time and, you know, it was just fun. But that was something we got from being at that conference. Yes. But I think yeah. being there, being at Drama Vic conference, anything that when you're in your world with your people i think is so special and i think because often in schools we're either by ourselves or we're in very small departments that to suddenly just be back in that world where everybody thinks the same as you everyone sees the world through their students like you do. I think it's so special. Yes, it is. Yeah. And
0: a lot of the interviewees have talked about that, how, how much sustenance they draw yeah. from those conferences, yep. particularly DV conference, because yep. we're all in the same state, yeah. all in it together. Yep. And just realizing, oh, these people have the same set of problems yes. or the same set of joys you know yeah. it's, it's it's lovely they and love I th- that network
1: yeah and I think it's really important that when you're there having connections and I think we are as a, a body of people people who want who are willing to make changes and I think that I mean the indigenous theatre the whole idea that we're having more and more workshops people want to include it people want to be I'm mean, drama people are inclusive so, they want to be able to go, this is an area that we're, we're willing to stand up now and take risks and say, we want to do this properly, how can we? Yes. Rather than going, we'd like to do it properly, but it's too difficult, and sitting back. I think drama people are people who want to get it right yes, and want to do streng- it. Yes, they have a strength yeah. of
0: their convictions, and they're quite courageous. Yeah. You know, um, they'll they'll walk fairly fearlessly into uncharted terrain, yes. but they're smart enough to know to do it in an informed and sensitive yep, way. Yeah. They're quite... Yeah, they're they quite, want to know how to do it properly. Yeah, they're quite good at all of that. Yeah. They're used to sort of mentoring and nurturing processes, yep. aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Now, what's my next question for you? Yeah, this is a good one. Oh. And <laughs> everyone gives a slightly different answer to this. What do you attribute the longevity of your career to?
1: <laughs> uh, it is a good question. I think probably the, just the, the joy and the love, the love that you can give your students and your subject and what you get back. I think the love of teaching, the love of just wanting to keep doing your job and doing it well, I think you just, and it's new and different all the time. I, I think everything we try and do is different whether it's productions or just the group devised pieces in class or just your teaching, you can keep trying new things. I think that keeps me going the thought of when it's when it's a big production like every year we try and do something different you know we um, last year we had a revolve the year before three tiers of scaffolding you know. This year was just LED screens. Oh yeah, have a wonderful, wonderful um, production crew in the theatre. But I think finding those, and I think that's where, say, the year twelve ensemble um, and year eleven group ten devised, where you can go, let's just try this. What's current? What what's what did the kids want to learn about? What can we challenge them? Because I think that's part of it, being able to get out there and challenge their thinking all the time
0: because you and know it, ch- it challenges you and yeah. inspires you yes through yeah. that yeah. yeah um longevity of career any people that have pa- played a significant role you've mentioned Christine she sounds yeah like a pretty fabulous as a principal principal yes any? yeah
1: um, and then I guess colleagues people I've worked I, I mean right back to like at Melbourne State when I went through Melbourne State doing my drama teaching, the staff there who all, you know, I remember Daryl Wilkinson, it was very much about, um, you know, just make it, we'll just make it work and, you know, yes, you can climb up that and, you know, <laughs> oh, and I, no one will probably get hurt. It'll be all fine. It'll be know. fine. You know, things like that. Or get down to the workshop and, you know, people will fix it. Brian Hogan, who then, you know, as head of drama at Melbourne State was very much about how serious and committed, you know, there was always the joke about green forms, having to fill a green form and if you'd missed a class. That's right. Um, <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. And then I had, I had uh, Roma and Burgess and Pam Gorgia, was Gorg, so very much that teacher in role, which I still love doing with year sevens, you know, yes. just Dorothy Hetkin, not that I ever knew her or
0: anything. But, but that, that influence. Whole, that, yeah. yeah,
1: it was very big. Um, and then colleagues. Pip and Stuart Bell who I'm who are very close friends and I spend a lot of time with and but even now it would still be Pip and I sitting at the bench talking curriculum you know we love curriculum you know sometimes we go okay this is really sad but what have you done and oh we could do this and
0: no because it's a it's it's a it's a interest yeah, and a fascination, a a fascination yeah, yes. and you just want to mani- be able to manipulate things and it becomes increasingly exciting yeah. when you know that what you are structuring is going to have a very powerful effect and impact on the yes. students that um, participate in that curriculum. Yeah, it's, it's very, very you know, invigorating in a way. Yeah, it is. It keeps the joy there. Yeah. It keeps
1: the joy there and Carolyn Fairley, who I taught with at Melbourne Girls, um, again, a, a wonderful educator. We, we think, very, in fact, one time we, team, we shared a class, which was great because I thought the kids were, we used to say we're interchangeable, you know, and I think that's um, just because you both see curriculum and see how you should be teaching it the same way. In the and same I think way. that's really important. Yeah. So just having that, being in it, when I was at Melbourne, where there were five of us, um all in the same office and and that was just joyful but inspiring too somebody would just you know there's you sitting there and somebody comes out goes okay in my class this just happened and you know they're they're just lovely bits where you can all just stop and you listen and and you either take away something that you might use or you're just so happy that they've had that experience that's that's really good yes because
0: um I, I always used to think that that sort of solidarity within a department is yeah. fabulous for the, the staff, but it also pays amazing dividends to the students when yes. they see that level of collaboration yeah. and dedication and actual um, the, the staff delighting in each other's yeah. company and the work that they're doing. Yeah. The students just benefit from that immensely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you're very lucky if you have that experience yep, as a yeah, teacher. Yeah, it's very important. Yeah. Now, you brought in some interesting artefacts. <laughs> Would you like to show the costume maybe that you were showing me and talk about what that reminds you of?
1: I guess this, this is from a, a group devised show that I did years and years ago because it's quite faded now. But the idea of it really was the dress came on and off throughout the show and words got added to it but to me it always reminds me of how powerful theater is and how children have a voice and want to be heard and i think for the first time it was a real it was for me a real turning moment when i could see that i can let them really push boundaries and i can let them say what they want to say yes. and And so to me, this always reminds me of that. When things, when you think, oh, you know, I'm a bit restricted, or should I, or shouldn't I? I think I should, because they want to, and children need to have somebody there, allowing them and giving them the structure and the framework to be able to voice what they want to say. Because I think they're
0: powerful young adults that we're, you know. They are agents, agents of change, aren't they? And uh, a lot more thoughtful then I think many people give them credit for. Yes, yeah. and they're not rash.
1: I don't, oh, well, yes, they're rash at times and make I, um, choices, but I th- think they have a lot to say and I think they think very carefully about what it is they do want to say, especially in theatre.
0: Yes, so, I think so too. Yeah. I think so too. Mm. They see it as a, an, a, a tool. They can see yes. it, yeah, affecting change, yep. can't they? Yeah. Well, Jane... It's been fantastic to speak to you today. Thanks so much for coming in and participating in an interview for the Archive. You know, your voice is very, very valuable and so appreciated. So here's to you, Jane Marshall.
1: Ah, oh, oh, thank you for having Mama me. Mama Legend. You. Uh,
0: thank you very much. <laughs> thank you.